Church of Hinesville on this beautiful Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. And uh, Memorial Day weekend. Hallelujah. Um, we are definitely thankful for each and every one of you that have come in this morning to hear the word of God. To go before him. Before his altar of praise. Hallelujah. To call on his holy name. And lift up his name. Which is the true memorial. Hallelujah. 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 Well just shortly I just want to take a minute to recognize today. On Memorial Day all of our soldiers that have fallen. For all of those loved ones we have around the world. That are gold star family members that have lost their loved ones in service to their country and defending freedom, not just for America, but more so the impact is wherever country they are in. So today we still have troops around the world that are still fighting the battle, whether we see it in the news or not. We always have our Marines, our Army, our Air Force, Navy, Coast Guard every day and our Space Force that is out there fighting the battle against the tyrannies of evil. Well, today, um, you may be seated, because uh, I just want to go ahead and talk about, I'm, no, I'm not sure of how many of you, uh, I haven't been yet, but I've been to many um, service cemeteries around the U.S., but I have not been to Arlington. Actually, I haven't been north of uh, Charleston pretty much. Well, I went to a graduation a couple of weeks ago, but in Virginia. But the amazing thing is, I did get to go to the Punch Bowl in Hawaii, and it was a beautiful, majestic sight to see this cemetery for all of our troops that had died in all of our past wars and given their lives in service of their country. Many of those that were buried there were from World War II because it was easier to bury them there from the Pacific than bringing their bodies all the way back home. So today, still on December 7th, many family members will fly out, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, to visit these sites by invitation of the state of Hawaii and our government. But the amazing thing is that still today, I am glad that we recognize on Memorial Day all of our fallen troops. So this week, well, last week, <laughs> on Thursday, March 20th, May, I apologize, May 25th, Arlington National Cemetery, the 3rd U.S. Infantry Regiment, or the Old Guard, and the U.S. Military District of Washington conducted a joint service, Flags in ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery, and Soldiers and Airmen Home National Cemetery. This annual event, is held on Thursday before Memorial Day, honors every individual laid to rest at the ANC and at the SAHNC. Within four hours, more than 1,000 service members and volunteers from the Old Guard, the U.S. Marine Corps Ceremonial and Guard Company, the U.S. Navy Ceremonial Guard, the U.S. Air Force Honor Guard, and the U.S. Coast Guard Ceremonial Honor Guard placed small American flags at more than 260,000 headstones 
and at the bottom of approximately 7,000 niche rows in the cemetery um, columbarium courts and niche walls. Yeah, that's a good thing. This year marks the 75th anniversary of Flags Inn, which first took place in 1948 when the Old Guard was designated as the Army's official ceremonial unit. It is an honor and a privilege for service members to conduct this special mission. What I want us to do, if we can all please stand, we want to go ahead and take 30 seconds and just be in silence in our prayer for those Gold Star members family and recent memory all the way back to our past wars as far as World War II. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if you want to, you can continue standing. Because today is Pentecost Sunday. And today, hallelujah, come on, come on. And as some of us were here for the first service, we got to hear the awesome word of what happened on Pentecost Sunday. As the Lord, hallelujah, we have a memorial that we can literally live on and stand on. Because the Lord, hallelujah, went ahead and on that day, he went ahead and ascended. And he sent back the comforter, which is the strength, which is the power, which is my governor for my body, for my soul, for my spirit. Hallelujah. That guides me, that leads me, that ministers to me, and gives us the power to be an overcomer. Without this power, we wouldn't be overcomers. We could try.
the name of Jesus. Ah, Holy Ghost power. Power to live right, power to walk right. Anybody glad you've got that power this morning? If you are, why don't you shout into him with a voice of triumph? Lift up the name of Jesus. He's magnificent and wonderful, great and greatly to be praised. Oh, Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Somebody lift your hands and say, Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Anybody feel like God is about to do something miraculous, amazing in your life? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I'm going to put somebody on the spot very quickly. Sister Duvall, she shared with me yesterday morning in the prayer session what she was feeling in the Holy Ghost. Children's Church, you can be dismissed. Sister Duvall, come just share quickly that breaking that you were talking about. Praise the Lord. It's giving me the power with the Spirit of God. It's so high. Hallelujah. Oh, high. Hallelujah. Just as Pastor said, God is about to do something amazing. Not only in our life, but in our, in our church. Praise God. You know, just, you know, with the leadership team, Pastor, and the leadership team, our church always reaches a plateau. We, we get a certain number in attendance, and it seems like we just can't get above that number. But the Lord shared in prayer yesterday that he's about to break every barrier. Every barrier is going to be broken. The plateau is going to be destroyed. We're heading for record numbers in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you, if there are barriers in your life, this is the atmosphere that you want to put it before the Lord. Maybe some of you felt like you have just reached this plateau, this place, and, and, and you've kind of been there. And, and you don't feel like, you believe that on the other side there's things, but for here, you kind of feel like you've just reached that place. And, and I believe what she was saying is that that's not the truth that God is wanting to take you beyond whatever plateau you've reached. So you can climb a little higher in Him. Go a little further in Him. So if you have, if you feel like maybe that's you, you've reached a plateau at some point, and if you're, you've been praying, God, is there more, or or have I, have I reached that? Not you've arrived, but you know, have I reached this plateau? 
and, and I'm not really satisfied, but I'm learning to be satisfied at this plateau. If that's you, I want you just to lift your hands and say, Lord, take me to that next level. Take me to that next place. God, I'm ready to go there. I know how I've been feeling, but Lord, I know that you brought me into this place for such a time as this to take me to that next level, to that next step. In the name of Jesus, we pray that your spirit, God, moves in this place in a mighty way. God, that people are touched in a way they've never been touched. God, that your miraculous power just flows through people's life in a way, God, is stronger, is bigger, that's stronger than it's ever been. We pray in the name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Somebody lift up your voice and just say, Jesus. into the presence of the Lord. Y'all did it awesome. Thank you so much. Praise God. And uh, if you would, turn with me to 2 Corinthians. It's Pentecost Sunday. So I want to go to 2 Corinthians. Is that alright? It's Pentecost Sunday. Y'all didn't get that. So I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians. Where's the preacher supposed to go on, on Pentecost Sunday? Acts 2. Okay. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It's wonderful to have all of our guests with us today. A great crowd here in the house of God. A group of people come to worship the Lord. I want to thank uh, all of those, Brother Josh, all of those that worked on new lighting. We haven't gotten it all uh, finished up yet, but thank you all for all your work yesterday. Sister Christy, Pentecost Sunday, Tuesday night. Amen. Tuesday night, uh, we are not going to be having our midweek service because we're moving this week's midweek service from Tuesday to Thursday. Right. Thursday night starts renewed prayer conference. That's going to be Thursday and Friday at 7 and Saturday at 10 with uh, Bishop James Holland and Dr. Bonnie Marshall and several others. You do not want to miss that. I believe that God, the prayer team labeled it for me, and I absolutely believe that it is going to, a renewal is going to take place. Between now and next Sunday, people are going to be renewed. The church is going to be renewed. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, but we have this treasure. Say it with me. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The author goes on to say we're troubled on every side. We're not distressed. We're perplexed. Not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but we're not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then, death worketh in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed, 
therefore have spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I want to talk to you about renewed this morning for just a few minutes. Pastor Parks, would you lead us in prayer? Lord Jesus, we bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Thank you for that gospel message and the answering of the saints to it. Oh, God, it's through this, oh, Lord, that we've received Pentecost. It's through this we've received your spirit. Renew us, oh, Lord, in your word. Renew us, oh, God, in your spirit. Renew us day by day. Oh, God, I ask that you speak through our pastor. Anoint him, oh, God. Bless him today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we'll hear your word and apply it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can be seated in Jesus' name. I want to give God praise for two things. Brother Tim Aldridge out of the hospital. Praise God. Victory report there. I want to give God praise, Brother Hutto. Now, now this is kind of, you know, Brother Tim, I believe, has been in the hospital since the previous Tuesday. Brother Hutto went in for open heart surgery Tuesday, and he was out by Friday. The first lady, I, I left her this morning, took off to church to get here right at church time. Uh, she ate something, and Lauren and I didn't eat it. She did, and she's very sick. And uh, so I got her comfortable and sleeping and took off for church. So I'll preach and try to get home before she wakes up. Uh, praise God. Today is Pentecost Sunday. And we as Pentecostals, or you as Pentecostals, I, I wasn't raised in this. And God filled me with the Holy Ghost, thankfully, but I'm not like some of you. I didn't grow up in, in church, so to speak, like this. And uh, But we as Pentecostals celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Ghost that happened on Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And uh, you were like... Why aren't you preaching from Acts? Well, I kind of was because I was talking about this treasure that's in earthen vessels. And that is the Holy Ghost. It's inside of each and every one of us when we've been filled with the Holy Ghost. It first occurred on Acts chapter 2 when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. Now something specifically happened the day of Pentecost. They were in one accord. They were in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it filled the house. And, and they were all filled. It sat upon them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Has anybody ever been filled with the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God gave the utterance? 
We had a testimony a few weeks ago, a powerful testimony of a young lady that said she had grown up and, and assumed or thought, but she didn't think she'd gotten the Holy Ghost. Everybody around her did, but she had been praying to receive the Holy Ghost for herself. She wanted to feel this power from on high. And personally, she knew she had never experienced this. And she had prayed and prayed and prayed. And then at General Conference, God filled her with the Holy Ghost for the first time. Wow, wow, wow. Sister Ariana was testifying that way, baby. Uh, Sister Chris was out here hearing her, and, and she was like, that's kind of like me, I, that's what I feel. In that service, Sister Chris, stand up for me. Sister Chris was filled with the Holy Ghost for the first time. Praise God. What, what are you saying? I'm saying you could have been coming here. This might be your first day here, or maybe you've been coming here for 25 years, and you don't know the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost today before you leave this place. So treasure in earthen vessels, this Pentecostal experience that happened on Acts chapter 2 verse 1 has not ended. But this experience is continuing to be poured out upon the church when we are in one mind, when we are in one accord, when we come together and worship Him and praise Him and exalt Him. We don't know the exact moment that the wind is going to blow. We can't tell you. We can't pinpoint exactly how it's going to blow and how it's going to rush in. But we know this. We're going to keep praising Him and it's going to happen. As they were filled with the Holy Ghost, it says there were cloven tongues like as a fire resting upon them. And then if you flip over to uh, Acts chapter number 2, verse 37, it says, When they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, What shall we do? And Peter said, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it says in verse 31 and 41, When they that gladly received his word were baptized, in the same day were added about 3,000 souls. Praise God. You can, you can flip all the way over to Acts chapter 10. And you can read in verse 44. And it says, While Peter yet spake these words, this is... Uh, this is at Cornelius' household. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as were with Peter because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know this? It, it tells you right there in verse 46, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And then, and then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we knew they received the Holy Ghost. Why? They heard them speak with tongues. They, they knew they had had this experience that suddenly comes. But why tongues? Why tongues? Why, anybody, gotta, don't even think about that. Don't even ask yourself, why tongues? Why, why would God choose tongues? Why, why is this 
Uh, it's what he, I mean, he could have, you know, he could have done all kinds of things. I could have just, uh, we could all rise up three feet or we could, you know, there's just all kinds of miraculous things. But why tongues? Because the Bible says no man can tame the tongue. Somebody said no man can tame the tongue. That's, that's probably true. Our tongues, if you think about it, are the most vile member of our body. Our tongues, one moment, can be up here praising God. And the next minute, be in an awful conversation, slaying people. Our tongues can lift up the name of Jesus today and tomorrow, criticize, condemn, gossip, slander, lie, hurt people, curse people, and threaten people. We can magnify God with this holy infill. And it is holy and it is wonderful. And we're here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Magnify God and just re releasing the Holy Spirit through our life and, and, and doing that, having that holy infilling. And yet, moments later, talk about our boss, criticize our best friend, condemn another brother or sister, critique our preacher. Murder our enemy with words. Assault someone with our lingo. Give the scoop for the students on a fellow student that everybody else is talking about. Why tongues? Why tongues? Why was and is this the evidence that God chose to be that someone has been endued with power from on high? Why did he choose this? I, 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 it, it perplexes me. It, 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 it confu not confuses, but it, it makes me think. And, and I think about this. Why tongues to represent ourselves and everyone else having been imparted the gift of the Holy Ghost? And, and, and I, my mind, I went to the medical side for a moment. Pardon me. And a cat bite is said to, according to one German study, is said to be, if you get bitten by a cat, you've got a 30 to 50% chance of developing an infection. A dog bite has a 5 to 25% chance of being infectious. Now, cat bites are the most infectious. But then a dog bite is 5 to 25%, but a human bite, is 15 to 25%. So I could be correct in saying that a human bite is as infectious, if not more, than a dog bite. Why tongues? James chapter 3 said, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. And somebody bites you. And, and everything in their mouth and their tongue gets into your skin. You're going to need an antibiotic to make sure you don't get infected and lose that area that is bitten. Even so, the tongue, a little member, boasteth great things. Anybody ever heard somebody just talking stuff they don't know what they're talking about? I mean, you're sitting there listening to them. You're like, yeah, I hear you, but I know, I know you're just lying straight through your teeth. You know what I mean? You 
know, I used to do this or I was this. Oh, man. I told y'all about my friend a few weeks ago that, that I had. They, they told me, you know, I was a new guy and he was telling all these big stories and all that. And I was listening, man. I was young. I was 18 and a new EMT and just, just listening. And this guy was just, yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah. And I went to somebody and they were like, you want to know how? And, and I'll just use the name. What name did I We'll just say Joe. You want to know how Joe, the guy looked at me and said, man, Tommy, you want to know how Joe's lying? Listen to me. He said, look at him closely. If his mouth's moving, he's lying. And I learned that to be mostly true. He, and he says, even so, the tongue's a little member, but boasts great things. Behold, how great it matter, a little fire kindleth, and the tongue is a fire, it says, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body. And it sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. James didn't really cut any slack to what he thought about the human tongue. And for every kind of beast, he says, birds, serpents, things of the sea, they're tamed and have been tamed of mankind. Mankind has, has made all those things to some degree surrender. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. I'm going somewhere, y'all hang with me. Full of deadly poison. It is statistically it's full of deadly poison it's full of deadly poison of what is said but it's also literally full of deadly poison therewith bless we God even the father and therewith curse we men James says he'd seen it he'd seen them come in and bless God and go out and curse men which are made after the similitude of God. When, when our tongues are saying something about somebody, they're saying something about somebody that was made in the similitude of God, and God takes offense to that. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. My brethren, I like how he finishes it. These things all not be so. It would be an understatement to say our mouths get us in trouble. Anybody, anybody, any confessors in here? Man, my mouth has gotten me in trouble over and over again. It's still, I, I, I'm a pastor, guess what? If I'm not careful, that thing will still get me in trouble. I mean, he said before I stuck my foot in my and I don't see your foot giving you infections. It your foot's not giving your mouth infections. Your mouth's going to give your foot an infection. I probably shouldn't say this. This isn't Bible. Mark Twain said it, so I'll just say it. It is better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you're a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. It's no wonder death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's like to me God put the manifestation of salvation as the release valve of the Holy Ghost infilling in our life. Did y'all catch that? God put the manifestation of salvation as the relief valve, the release valve 
of the Holy Ghost infilling in our life. I, sometimes you got to explain things simple to me to make me understand it. So let me explain it simple for me. This is how God told me. I got this pressure cooker. And, and have you ever pressure cooked before? Man, when, 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 my, when I was a young kid, my grandmother didn't use one of these Instapot pressure cookers. I mean, she had that old silver thing. I had nightmares about that. And, and it would just, she'd get that thing going, and it, I don't know what that smell was, but it released this smell all over the house, but that pressure cooker would just get to... <laughs> Things coming out, man, it looks mad. I mean, for a four-year-old, this is a bad illustration. And I'm in the kitchen and I'm wanting to try some of her food like I always do. And no, I'm not, I'm not coming anywhere near that. And all that pressure builds up. But there's this valve at the top. Before you open it, you better let that pressure off. Why tongues? Why tongues? When God fills us with the Holy Ghost, He is filling us with something magnificent. He is filling us with something wonderful. He's filling us with something that's so far beyond anything that humanity has ever been able to create or invent or anything such as that. We're human vessels. We're earthen vessels. And all of a sudden, He takes the greatest power in the universe. He takes God Himself, His Spirit, and He places it inside of humanity. And we're kind of like that pot. All of a sudden, there's all this pressure inside. Have you ever thought about that? The glory of God inside this filthy, foul creation that He created in me. And, and somehow, some way, all of a sudden, I can't contain all that. So I have to have this release valve. That's the way I see it. That's my simple mind. All of a sudden, when I come in here and I begin to, I get so full. me. That's mine. Don't you think about that tongue for a moment. What ruins characters. What hurts others and breaks them down the most. What causes children to go to school excited one moment 
and run home crying the next because somebody used that vile member to say evil things about them. What runs people away from perfectly good churches and events that are designed to be holy and good? What creates cliques and groups that lock others out and talk about the ones on the outside? What empowers ugliness of the heart and breaks walls down in children of men? What intimidates? What steals self-esteem and takes away a little child's dreams? What limits us? What causes us to get to that plateau, Sister Duvall, and then suddenly find ourselves staying there? What prevents our growth? What hinders our progress? What destroys our unity? What divides one accord? says with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people and, and maybe maybe you've been there and you've you gotten to pray and you're right there and stammering lips and you're right there on the edge or, 
or like I said, I, I remember when I first got in church, there was this guy, and man, he'd come up and, and he was so full of the Holy Ghost in his arm and start shaking and, and God was just filling him up. And, and the evangelist, I remember the evangelist, they're a little uh, brassy sometimes. And, 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 and then, then, then the guy's foot started shaking. Uh, you know, about that time, the evangelist kind of stopped and said, the same way you're releasing that foot and you're releasing that hand, you need to release that tongue. Come on. That guy got the Holy Ghost right then, that moment. Well, the hand's not the most vile member. The foot, I know we don't like feet, some of us. It's not the most vile member of your body. It's the tongue that's the most vile member of your body. I know you got toe phobias and foot phobias, but can I tell you what? The Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, when you get so, you've never gotten so immersed in the Spirit of God, today is the day. Today is the day. You don't even have to come up here. You can get it back there wherever you are. And you throw your hands up, and all of a sudden you start to feel the presence of God surrounding you. You just need to... It happened to James and John. It happened to Mary and the other Mary. It happened to Bartholomew and it happened to Matthew. It's like fire shut up in my bones. And when you are so full of the Holy Ghost that you cannot hold back anymore, you have to release it. You have to let it go. Tongues like as of fire. I said tongues like as of fire. Somebody say that with And when they did, they noted the CT changes on a scan as they scanned these people about how when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, it specifically did certain things in their brain. And, and thus, what they were saying is proving the evidence of the phenomenon called Holy Ghost in filling God, taking a spirit control of our life. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say amen. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit in filling, is so vitally necessary for the new believer. If you have never experienced it before, and, and I was where you are, I was scared of it. First time I saw it, I ran. I tore out of that church, left my wife in the altar. With my kid, and I said, I'll see you when we get home. Catch a ride. I didn't know what was going on with y'all. But, but in my mind, I became inquisitive. That's it. If you don't want it, and you don't think it's real, 
Don't start studying it. Because if you do, you'll quickly find out you do not have a scriptural basis to prove your side. I know. I was talking and I was like, it's not real. The Holy Ghost is not real. You don't know that speaking in tongues is not today. And if somebody came over to me, opened their Bible up and pointed to Acts chapter 2 and, and didn't say anything, just read that. I stand there with Holy Ghost infilling is for the new believer. But it's also for the one seeking new levels of personal and spiritual growth in their life. If you desire, if you want to, a new infilling of the Holy Ghost, it's really simple. It is. I've heard it explained by people in different ways. Some people, and I'm going to try to explain, I hope I don't mess you up. I, I've seen some people that would come up and they would pray and, and they would get to the place and, and please I'm not imitating, making fun, anything like that but they would get to the place where their lips are just quivering and I, you know, just sitting there and, 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 and it feels good as a sign God is doing something and, 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 and then all of a sudden something causes them to stop I don't know what causing them to stop fear and, 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 and they stop and, and, and you don't need to stop that's something holy that's not And then others have, have told me, I hear words in my mind that I do not understand. And I said, you need to, just like the other one, you need to release those words. You need to just let that flow. That's the Holy Ghost filling you up so much of God inside of you that you can't contain it and if you just open up your mouth that is that and then I've heard others say you know I'm sitting there praying and I don't know what to say and, and, and I'm almost tongue tied and I, I'm just afraid it's not going to sound you know, I sat there beside Andrew and then he spoke in this fluent sounding language. Oh man, I thought he was Italian or something. He was speaking this language. And, 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 and then I came over here and Brother Duvall sounded like he was speaking this holy language. And I know when I speak in tongues, it's going to sound a mess. <laughs> And suddenly everybody's going to look over at me and point at me. And I've got 300 people, 200 people in the church. And here's me. I'm over here. And everybody's going to look at me. Nobody's ever. That's never happened to anybody. You just need to have faith. And everybody, Sister Chris, take that step. And just allow God to fill you up so so full of the Holy Ghost. It's beautiful. There is nothing, listen to me, there is nothing scary about it. Nothing's going to happen to you that is going to hurt you. It is God, so much of God consuming your life 
that he is now manifesting himself. And you have to release all that power. That, that power, they were singing. To the right power, to the right power. Holy Ghost power. That's what it is. And that power just gets so strong. And, and, and so what, what's happening here, if we could back up to 2 Corinthians for just a moment. And, and I'm getting ready to close. If you want to stand with me and Sister Parks, if you want to come start playing softly on that keyboard. And 2 Corinthians 4, we have this treasure in earth and vessels. That's the Holy Ghost. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side. Some of you are troubled this morning. Some of you are troubled. You ought to be the first one up here. See, God, on this Sunday morning, I want you to either fill me or renew me in the Holy Ghost so strongly that that trouble that's on every side doesn't distress me. Doesn't distress me. We're perplexed. Look at all these things. But when God fills me with the Holy Ghost, and when He renews me in the Holy Ghost, and when He refills me, when I get so full of God that it comes out in tongues. I, I, I know maybe, maybe theologically that's not what you think or know. I didn't either. I didn't either. And, and, and yet... I had to accept it when God filled me with the Holy Ghost and it happened to me. That's what happened. And then I told somebody else about it and they said, this, they said well, I know you and, and, and I wouldn't see it happening to you unless it was real. So I'm going to try it. And I filled in with the Holy Ghost. And today, some of you are perplexed in life. God wants to fill you so full of His Spirit that you are not in despair. Persecuted! Things might be going rough. But you are not forsaken. Cast down. But I'm able to come up here on a Sunday morning after all the casting down and throw my hands in the air and begin to magnify the King of Kings the Lord of Lords, oh Alpha and Omega, beginning and ending, I just magnify you. I just glorify you, Lord, in this place. I lift you up, God. You are so amazing. And as I begin to lift him up in praise, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And as he inhabits the praises of his people, all of a sudden I can't contain it anymore. I have to let it go. God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill someone so full of his spirit. He loves you so much. He cares. And life has been distressing for you, but he has brought you here for such a time as this. You ought to go ahead and just ease out of that pew and just make a path toward his presence at his altar and lift your hands in the air and just magnify him. I don't know the words to say, Pastor. Just say and just start talking to him. Just start talking to him like he's right there and he wants to feel you. 
And then there's some that maybe you're perplexed and you've had the Holy Ghost, but maybe it's been a, a week or two weeks or ten weeks and a lot of stuff's happened in that meantime. I want you to make your way out and come up here and just lift your hands and magnify the Lord and begin to open your mouth and exalt His wonderful name. Hallelujah. There's some, young, there's some teenagers in here and you're perplexed with things in life and you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring and all this peer pressure and all these things going on in life. God wants to take that vile member of all of our bodies this morning. He wants to fill us so full of the power and presence of God. Yes, you. Yes, He wants to do that in your life. He wants you to be so filled and so surrounded by the presence of the Lord God that all of a sudden it manifests itself in a language that you perhaps don't know or understand. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. You're not the altar. Wherever you are, would you just stand and kind of tune out any distractions? Close your eyes. Lift up your hands. Talk to the Lord today. Talk to Him for a few moments. Let Him feel you so full. As you start to, you'll start to feel Him as you're talking. His presence, it, it, it'll start moving on you just a little bit. And then you'll talk into it. And it's gonna, it's gonna grow. It's gonna grow even more. And then you're gonna be like, oh, this feels so good. I might be troubled on every side. I might be perplexed. But you know, I can face the difficulties I've got in life with this, the presence of God dwelling inside me. I can make it. I can overcome. I can do what He's called me to do. Would you just lift Him up wherever you are? Maybe you're not ready to step out and come to an altar with people that maybe you don't know, but would you just lift your hands? Lift up your voice. When God starts moving on, you just release the Holy Ghost in your life.
Amen. Those that are praying, please continue to pray. Amen. So happy that you've come out with us today. If it was your first time here, we welcome you. So, so glad you came out to life. Just a few quick announcements. A reminder again that there will be no service on Tuesday night. And that's due to the increased schedule for the prayer conference on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursday and Friday night, it's come out at 7. And then Sunday morning, or I'm sorry, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Um, also following church, they will, there will be a brief children's church meeting with Brother Dave. Amen. So he won't keep you too long. Amen. I think that's it. Everything else is much as usual this week. I mean, we want you to have a good holiday tomorrow. Be safe. Spend it with your family and friends. Amen. We love you. We're going to pray in dismissal. The ushers are coming uh, to give you another opportunity to give. Amen. God of heaven, we love you today. We thank you for your presence. God, that we felt, we thank you, God, for your word that was preached today, that we heard. God, we thank you today, God, for each and every family, God, every household, God, that's represented in this house today. God, we pray for those that are sick, recovering. God, we pray that you would be with them, bless them, keep them, protect them. God, we thank you for your blessings. We ask that you go with us until we come again. In Jesus' name, amen. Be, be dismissed, folks. Have a good Sunday.